me and me and my guests we don't know each other from years of like working together or whatever like we met three weeks ago on the internet talked one other time and now we're doing an episode so you know you're, you're literally getting two candid mindsets you're not getting like bffs that are like yeah man I, I, yeah i remember that guy or you know we're not walking down memory lane together what's going on everybody it's me john b and we're back for another one this one's a little bit different this is literally two strangers have a conversation. So where we're going to pick up at when you guys listen to what comes next is going to be the topic we were covering at the time. I was talking about when do you start altering the energy you give to people and how do you know or when do you know, you know what, I think I'm putting out too much, not getting enough back. So maybe I need to step back and change my path. And so my man, Eli jumps in and starts giving his perspective on not only that but then as you'll hear we jump in and expand out to a bunch of different other topics within the realm of leadership so sit back get your chair get your drink get comfy and let's get going and i i, I tell people this all the time i used to get frustrated with uh with my ncos and and uh even the ncos and I would say uh, they would you would hear them talk about it be like, well, uh, I can't do nothing with this troop or they don't want to be here. Right. Or, or they don't want to work. They don't want to do this. And I tell them all the time, I said, there's no such thing as an airman that doesn't want to be here and doesn't want to work. Right. Right. Because literally we are 100 percent volunteer force. Like the days of people going to court and like you go to jail or you go to the military, like has not happened in my life. Right. I don't think that's even legally a choice anymore for people. Like they're going to come be a part of the party on their own accord. All right. So, so every airman wants to be here in some way, shape or form. And they're, they're looking, they're yearning for someone to, to lead them, mow them, show them. Right. Uh, number two, that there's different types of leaders. And, and you know what? I, I was, I'm, I'm okay with, with, with texts. And NCOs who who don't necessarily want that limelight, so long as they they acknowledge it and they, you know, what I'm saying they they conform to the leadership that is right to those who are are actively playing a role in being leaders, all right? right. But at the same time, somebody has to spend that time with them, whether it be their peers or their 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 uh their senior uh senior NCOs and, and leaders, hold them accountable and let them know that regardless of whether or not you want to be a leader. You got the stripe, so it right. Your actions lead, right? Whether it be productive or, or disruptive, the troops are watching. Exactly. So that matters. If you don't want to be a vocal leader, if you don't want to be like an in-front leader, then fine, right? As long as you're doing what we need you to do, right? That 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 minimum expectation as a as an NCO, I can live with that, right? So long as you conform to what we need to get done. And uh, and as far as the, I like the fact that we have troops that come in for whole for all different reasons. Like I didn't come in for a patriotic reason. I came in because I was sleeping on my parents' couch. Um, I was turned into a bum. I, I couldn't find a job. Couldn't go back to school because I owed my other school money. I got. I need to go do something. I was going to join the army, but my sister was in the army. She said no, join the air force. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I always tell the troops. Right. And I do I always ask them why they came in, um, but I always tell them it doesn't matter why you came in. Right. Because what you're doing, regardless of the motive, 
it's still an honorable service, right? And so what I would what I would challenge my troops, I always I never liked how people, you know, somebody you know didn't want to make it a career or they weren't like patriotic or in it for the right reasons. You know, a lot of leaders would give up them, give up on them. So I would tell my troops, I said, tell me what your goals are. Right. And I will help you achieve your goals. I will put you on a path and give you what you need so long as you give me what I need. Right. You come to work, you take care of business. Right. And I encourage you to develop and and become better as a human being because I benefit from that regardless. So you 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 come to work and do what I need you to do. Then I'm going to make sure I do it, Whether, whether it's, you know, adjust the work schedule if I can to get you into some some classes. Right. Or, or whatever it needs to get done. We, we're going to try to get you there. Have you ever dealt with or experienced the opposite of that? So let's say like the initial conversation happens like, hey, like you meet me, I meet you. You say what you're here for, what you need, and I'll do my best in my power to make it happen. Have you experienced or have you got mentally to the point where you're like, OK, we've had the conversation. I noticed that I keep meeting you, keep meeting you, keep meeting you, and you seem to never show up. So what do I do now? Because at a point, if we're not, if they're not trying to have their cup filled and then try to help fill somebody else, then at what point does it become you're just expending energy with absolutely no productivity or anything to show for it on the back end of it? With that uh, one time in particular, I didn't, I probably didn't handle it that well. I almost put my hands on the kid, uh, <laughs> but I didn't, uh, but I wanted to. <laughs> but uh, most. <laughs> Most of the time, I, I normally just, you know, I mean, if, if that's what it comes to, then, you know, I adjust my approach, right? You know, I, I take a look. Is, is, the, is the troop giving me what, what I need? Are they meeting the standard? Then, then fine. You know what I'm saying? You meet the standard, and we'll go from there. You do your time honorable, and we, we, we call it good. If you're not meeting the standard, then I hold them accountable, right? Uh, it's, it's, uh, I, I try to, okay. so like the job, I never like people say don't take things personally. Right. So like the job is a perfect job. Right. It's, it's, I, I, I've always hated that. Right. So uh, when I when I come and I'm spending time with the troop, I, I, I invest in them, but I don't invest in them to the point where I invest in them understanding that their life is their choice. Right. It's their, their life, their choice. That means that I can only give them what I can give them. And the choice they make is the choice they make. I don't live and die based off the choices they make so long as I know that I did my part. So, I mean, if, if, if the troop is not beating their end up their end of the bargain, then we'll, we'll just, you know, do what we need to do. Make sure they, they meet no standards. If not, we'll hold them accountable and get them out of there. Have you noticed a difference in your approach or mindset when it comes to like energy expenditure for others now that it's not specifically military based? Yes. When I first got, so I still do work with military uh, as a contractor, but not in a position of authority. Right? I don't, I don't directly supervise anybody, uh, which, which was a bit of a challenge at times, right? Because my, my mindset, my desire to lead, encourage, mentor, and guide is still there, and I don't, really, I don't normally believe in giving up on people. Just my approach, but I, you know, I'll never really like completely give up on anybody. And uh, it's a little bit, it, it was a, it's, it's difficult because my approach, energy I expend is probably not different. My approach has to be, you know, I had to, I had to learn how to be more tactful, you know, uh, 
you know, more indirect and more creative in, in how I approach things. Because, you know, as, as a math star, I walk in the room, you know, even as a tech, I'm like, hey, kicking in the door, 4-4. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm wrecking shop. Not much, not, not much is being said because that's, hey, that's RP. You know what I mean? Is what, you know, you come in as a contractor, you can't really, you know, so sometimes you gotta let them, you gotta let them fall sometimes. <laughs> right. You'll figure it out. The floor is gonna hurt on your way down. Like, hey, maybe you should, never mind, you know, <laughs> maybe you should try this or, or you can do it this way. And there have been times, so I work in the office with, with two, two people, two military folks, and there's times where I check them. Man, y'all supposed to do this. We talked about this. This need to get happen, right? It didn't happen. Like I'm not, I'm not dealing with this. Like I take pride in my office. You know, I've had that conversation. You know, to where it's not, it's not as stern as it probably would have been. You know, coming from Mass Sergeant P, but it's still, you know, hey, I take pride in what I do. This is our office. You represent me. You know, right? We represent each other. So I don't, I don't need y'all here embarrassing me, right? Or each other. You know what I mean? We got we got to take care of the job and make sure we're putting in the processes the way we're supposed to. So uh, I would say now more so I, I I lead more with my performance. You know my my actions is it's like all right you know learn this okay we sh- we can try this or maybe we can do this and uh, you know right now it's 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 actually most of the time it's funny to me because I retired as like a I mean, I got out as a, as a op superintendent in security forces, responsible for like 300 people. Uh, so, you know, now I come into the office where it's just three of us and I'm only responsible for myself. And I see everybody like running around, stressed out, and like inside be laughing. I'm like, ha ha, this stuff's easy. I don't know what y'all talking about. <laughs> so do you find it as a struggle for you? I know how you said like sometimes you 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 do checks in certain situations and then other times you kind of just sit back and go, you know what? You're going to learn from this. You're not going to like it, but you're going to learn something from this. So I'm going to just let it happen. You do you. Was it hard initially for you to separate that military directness that you were able to have to where now it's like you're a contractor? So and I know in my line of work, I have people that work for me that are civilians. So usually their interaction with active duty people, the active duty people almost look at a civilian as like a step parent. Like, who are you to tell me what to do? You're not, you're a civilian or you're an LN or you're a whatever. Like, you can't talk to me like that. So usually it's like how a step parent would have to go to the real parent and be like, tell your kid this, like the LN has to come to me and be like, can you go tell airman so-and-so these are the rules they need to do this right the first time. And then usually it's, I have to go to the airman and be like, hey, that person's been working here for like longer than you've been alive. They know the job and they're empowered to run this part of the section if I'm not here. So if you give them lip, just picture my face as their face when you choose to do it because I'm going to hear about it inevitably. So just do yourself the favor and listen to those people almost like respect your elders. Like I've noticed airmen come in and they look at civilians or contractors or GS or whatever. And they're like, who are you to tell me what to do? Like, you're not military. You don't outrank me or whatever. Was that a struggle for you? Like if you worked with young people so it was it was it, it wasn't it wasn't it was like it was more of an internal struggle you know what i mean because you know i'll be there and i'll see things going on and i'll see things you know happening that's completely out of whack and probably not the way things should be going and i would just remind myself you know i talk to myself a lot <laughs> and i'm like uh stay in your lane stay in your lane Stay in your lane. (laughs) 
So is it like, you know, Bruce Banner trying to control the Hulk? Like, you know, Contractor U is trying to control Master Sergeant P from coming out and, you know, wrecking shop. <laughs> yeah, 100%. 100%. Like, like, let me let me duck back under my, you know, under my screen before I snap on somebody. And, you know, sometimes I, I, I'm, I've, uh, I've somewhat mastered the art of passive aggressiveness. So sometimes I do throw some passive aggressive out there. You know, just be like, uh, <laughs> you know, throw some slides, slide in some, you know, remark in there just so they know how I feel or what I think, you know, without, you know, being aggressive about it. But for the most part, no, nah, I don't, I don't, I don't have any issues. Uh, I've been blessed in this crew that I have. What do you think your biggest like component or compartment of leadership was that you struggled with the most to kind of like? grow into or maybe a part that you looked at and you were like that's going to take a lot on my part to be good at that so maybe you avoided it a little bit longer until something was finally like okay I can't put this off anymore I need to be good at this so I can be effective at something else so I wasn't I wasn't smart enough to think like that uh, <laughs> but uh I mean ultimately I just always tried to like I never I never sought to be a leader. Like, and, and if, and if, like, if I had it my way, I would, I would never be in leadership positions, right? I, I would, I would desire for somebody else to be in the position. However, I, I'm a firm believer in, uh, in things being done right and people being taken care of, right? So I, I, I will gladly bow down to a, to another effective leader. Uh, but if they're if they're not taking care of business, I'm I'm not going to sit back and let things get crazy. Uh, so so coming up, now it was never a thought that I was a leader, and I was the one that people wanted to follow, and I needed to sharpen my my leadership skills. I just wanted to be the best, you know, at at me, you know, best person I could be, and help people along the way, right? And so um, as I got as I got, as I grew up and mature, I would say my biggest Achilles heel <laughs> was I'm, I'm, a, I'm a natural born hater. It takes a humble man to say that, you know, so that's growth in itself. I'm a, <laughs> I'm a natural born hater and nothing impresses me. Right. <laughs> and so like, I'm quick to be like, and, and I, and I can be pretty aggressive. Right. I can be, I can be very aggressive which is really tough because it comes from like a, a good place. So like for the long for a long time, I would I would be confused at how people like would take me the wrong way. <laughs> Even though I would come in and be like that stupid <laughs> and like pretty much, you know, destroy their all their self-esteem and everything they they thought was good. I'm like, that's that's horrible and stupid. What's wrong with you? Right? It took me <laughs> It took me a while to realize that this approach is not very effective with everybody, you know. Uh, so, uh, so I did learn that I had to stop being a natural born hater, um, be uh, somewhat more supportive, which doesn't, you know, I didn't change holding people accountable, right? And uh, 
And that's one thing I, I never, I never stopped. I never started doing like, I'm not the type of person. I don't like people say good job when people don't do good job. I, uh, I can agree with you on that. That's kind of like the same um, generational thing where it was like, everybody gets a ribbon. Nobody wants to feel like a loser. We don't want to tell you that you lost. You did lose. You don't run fast enough. So that's why you didn't win. But we don't want you to go home and know that. So here's a purple ribbon that other, you know, 15 other people got. So no, I agree. I think that's the biggest thing is I actually found myself early in my career being a very natural born hater. I like the way that you actually put that because I would see people get things and I'm like, they did their job. Why are they getting, you know, like airmen or NCO or senior NCO of the quarter or whatever? I'm like, they showed up, they went home and they did what they get paid to do. And you guys are like, you're the best one we got here. I'm like, all of us did our job. So this is kind of weird that you guys only bought one award. So I'm I'm okay with the awards. I don't I don't like how they put them out. But yeah, I'm definitely big on uh, uh, you know I don't like people be like oh he won an award so he's the best we got. No, nah, that's not what that means. That means that means in that snapshot of time he was given the opportunity to step up and accomplish certain things that uh that allowed him to shine and get this award. That doesn't make him the best that we got. You know what I mean? And and I don't you know I <laughs> I be telling people all the time. And a lot of times, if we're being honest, it's not even always what you did is is how well you're right. You know, uh, I remember I remember being a part of the five six. Well, not even I wasn't active in the five six when I was at I was at Lackland, but my coworker he was he was like the VP or the president um, of the five six, and you know he had the shop come over because we had they had. Somebody who won outstanding airman a year come talk to us, right? And he's talking to us about, you know, his experience winning outstanding airman of the year, right? And and they they made it out to be this big thing. I wasn't I I wasn't impressed, but I went and uh, <laughs> and I you know me being a natural born hater, you know I'm talking trash to my to my guy, and uh, but when we came back, he came to me. He was like, "Hey man, you were right." Because all the dude talked to us about is how a bunch of other people came together to write him a package, right? So if that's if that's the uh, if that's the you know the the measure of what it takes to to win OAY, and and you know there's there, don't get me wrong, there's a bunch of people out here doing great things, right? And I'm not trying to discredit the award or the importance of it, but you know we get to this point where we're like it's like we treat it like a pinnacle. Right. Oh, they won this, so they're they're the greatest thing since sliced bread. They're they're this, they're that. Nah, man. All right, good job. Proud of you. Get back to work. So, with what you said about the awards being kind of treated as a pinnacle and stuff, do you think that there's a skewed perception of importance when it comes to like BTZ, for example? That's something that people can purposely be competitive for to be put up for and to potentially win and then potentially get ranked early. I don't. It's tough because I don't have a problem with the troop coming in, saying they want to win BTZ, right? Because drive is drive is important, right? It's what we do in response to that 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 makes the difference, right? And so what I try to do is I try to help them understand that the award itself is not what's important, right? It's what the award means or what it's supposed to mean, right? ETZ is supposed to mean that you're you are performing at a level 
above your peers and ready to perform at that next that next step already, right? So when I see a troop, troop says, I want to win BTZ, perfect. I'm going to show you what to do to be a senior, right? I'm not going to help you win BTZ. I'm going to help you become a senior airman, right? And, and in that in that aspect, in that response to it, then yeah, that's perfectly that's perfectly fine. All right, but then when you have people who respond to it that say, you know, oh, I want to be want to get BTZ. All right, well, you need to volunteer for this, and you need to, you know, volunteer for that, and and you know, you need to have this type of stuff and and this level type of stuff. I mean, do they need to have some of that stuff? Maybe, but the focus should be on getting them where they need to be. So I, I believe there's a hierarchy in 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 the path of what airmen should be getting to, right? And it's different based on their, each each airman's, you know, abilities, right? So we, we talk about the whole airman concept. Right? The whole airman concept is important. I believe in it 100%, right? However, there's levels to it, right? Because as an airman, when an airman come in, the first part, the most important part of that whole airman concept is the mission and doing the job, right? Some people come in, they can handle whole airman concept. They can handle, right, learning the job, becoming the master at the job. They can handle going to school and they can handle volunteer extracurricular activities, right? Good on you. Some other, some airmen can't handle that, right? So I need you. You're like, all right, you're, you're work only. You know what I'm saying? You can't handle this. You're work only, right? We're going to baby step you to the other stuff, right? You know, if you're volunteering, you're right. volunteering on work stuff because I need you to become a mat. You know what I mean? And, and if it's education, right? I need you, all right? You're 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 doing you're taking educational opportunities that improve your job, your 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 capabilities on the job. And then as you as you start to grow, right, then we give you the other stuff. And we, we gotta be honest with troops, right? Like, hey man, you're not BTZ material, and this is why. Not because I don't like you, not because you know you don't work hard, right? This is why you're not BTZ material, this is why you are BTZ material. And and I believe there needs to be a level of transparency. Like leaders should be involved at, at every level. Right. So I know me as an op suit or even as a flight chief, when they come up for, for BTZ and somebody tell me they troop not ready for it, you gotta tell me why. Right. Right. I need an example. Right. Uh I had one time where um troop just PCS over to our to our squadron. From another uh, from another base, and his window for BTZ was right as he got to our base. Right, right. And as we're going through the packages, I reach out to his flight chief, and even when you know the kid had let us know that he was in his window, uh, he was he was one of those kids dis- displaced by the the hurricane in Florida. Oh, okay. Um, and when I hit up his flight chief, he said he said troops not ready for BTZ. I'm like, nah, son. <laughs> We didn't have enough time to make that determination, <laughs> and we we didn't have enough time for that. Yeah, that's not that's not fair, right? And and you know he might he might have been right. You know what I'm saying? He might have been right to a certain extent, but you had no right. We ain't got no no body of work to. That's not fair. Yeah. So you're gonna put in the time, right? Send somebody in there, sit down with this kid, right? Put in the time, put a package together for him, right? Because because the and I mean, and, and the other side of that is that I was in contact with his leadership from the previous base. Oh, okay. Right. Right. I was in contact with the leadership from the previous base, and they're like, "This kid did good work. He did this, uh, you know, so on and so forth." And I'm like, 
right? The, the two don't match up, and we don't know the kid. So the only right thing to do is to put the package together. I think that's huge, too, because it's actually kind of awesome that, you know, talking to you now and, like, obviously, like, this is kind of like get to know each other kind of conversation. So, you know, in the future, if we get together and link up and stuff, we kind of have this pre-rapport to where the conversation flows and, you know, you know, the, the getting to know each other, filling each other out, like it's established already. But I think it's amazing that you like specifically say, like when you first started, it was never my, I was on the prize and the prize was be called a leader. And it's like the, the interactions that you have with people have been so people centric and it blows my mind because most people that you interact with, like they can tell you like, Oh no, like I'm, I'm, I'm full blown, like red blooded. I'm a leader. Like my people, like that word has to be accompanied with their actions. Like I'm a leader because I take care of my people. I'm a leader because I don't, I I put in the time to write packages that other supervisors don't want to do. I'm a leader because I'll reach back to the old base and say, Hey, this guy just got here. The window's small. Give us what we need to know. Like we want to do him, you know, we want to do right by him. Like normal conversations, the word leader comma and then everything that you've done so i think it's awesome that you know to accidentally meet somebody literally that is you know so people-centric throughout a, a military career and then even continue that after and the main word that comes at the beginning of the sentence was never leader you know the prize was never called leader it was always people i want to be the best me and accidentally being the best you made you a beacon for people to want to come and be around to get that information yeah, it's funny you say that because, number one, I'm actually an introvert. I'm a really huge introvert. Um, people don't really pick up on it because I'm uh, somewhat of a people person. But, like, being completely honest, like, being a leader, especially in the military, in that position where I'm, I'm working with, like, hundreds of people, like, it would be such a draining experience. Like, every day I go home, and all I do is like just lay in the bed and be like, what are you going to do this weekend? Nothing. There's absolutely nothing. <laughs> right, I'm going to be by myself, watch Netflix on the couch and do nothing. Right. And so that, that, that's always funny. And like, I always wanted, like, <laughs> it always messes me up. I'm like, I don't understand why these people want to come talk to me. I'm a firm believer in iron sharpens iron and people that don't know what that is or like they don't they don't think of it that way or they don't look at other people or you know maybe they get turned off by the fact that somebody says words like yeah i i look at myself as a leader you know it they're like oh so you're just doing stuff to make yourself feel good because you're the leader so you need to come ask me if i'm doing okay you need to come help me so you're just doing it so you could tell people like oh i'm a leader but somebody like you that's like no dude like if i had it my way i'd be working behind the curtain doing my thing and then somebody else can be gung-ho out in public and getting their picture taken and kissing babies because I do my stuff still. And you never have to say, oh, he led the event because I'm not in it for that. I think that is that's absolutely awesome for me. So I'm a I'm a pastor's kid. I'm a pastor's kid. And uh, and I grew up okay. in church. And so what I I learned in, uh, in, at a young age, I had started preaching and I would study, I would study the Bible. You know, I took the time to study the Bible. Uh, my dad was, uh, he's pretty strict. You know, I'm Haitian. So to have a Haitian, Haitian parents and he's a pastor, right, is really strict upbringing, right? Uh, but one of the beautiful things about my father was that even though uh, he was a pastor and I had started preaching and stuff, he 
he he wanted me to to learn and study for myself. So as I as I journeyed and studied the Bible, what I found in the Bible, right, and I'll be trying to like I'll be trying to act like I'm preaching because I cuss a lot. Um, <laughs> there's two scriptures I love in reference to it. Is uh, so the first one is where the disciple asked Jesus. He says, "What's the greatest commandment?" And he says, uh, love the Lord your God with all your heart, blah, 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 right? And he says, the second is like it, is that love your neighbor as yourself. And he said, all the commandments rest on these two, right? Then the other scripture is, uh, no greater love hath a man than one who will lay down his life for a friend, right? And so what I learned, what I believe is that at the end of the day, it's all about love, right? The message is love. You talk about leadership, right? Leadership, I think I don't think it's a coincidence that that love and, and lead start with L and both have four letters, right? And even even back when you when you you know think about the evolution of leadership and where it's come from, right? The what what was determined to be a leader was someone who can take care and provide for their people, right? That's who they believe to be leaders. No, yeah, that's awesome. That is absolutely awesome. I think uh, I think it's actually pretty cool how how you said you know love and lead they don't start with the same letter on accident and they're not you know four letters on accident they they live very close together and I, I think a lot of things when it comes to just normal human interaction when you really ask yourself like why are you doing it unless of course you always have to put leadership comma and then why you do something or why you are this so you're like rationalizing it to yourself to where it almost becomes like are you trying to convince yourself or are you trying to convince me the stranger that you are what you say you are and with that in mind i always try to do my best to just love on however they need you need it i'm gonna get you need a shirt you got the one off my back i gotta wake up in the middle of the night and go pick you up two hours away right i'm gonna come get you i'm gonna cuss you out when I get there, but uh, but but I'm coming, right? No no questions asked. We we on the way, dropping what I'm doing, and and really that that's what it's really all about. And 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 lastly, uh, I think about the movie Die Hard. I love the Die Hard movies. It's um, live for your Die Hard. There's a scene in the car. I don't know if you've seen it. There's a scene in the car where. John McClane and Bruce Willis is driving with the kid, little nerd kid. And he's like, they're talking about, you know, why they're doing what they're doing. And, you know, he's trying to, you know, uh, you know, he's like, why are you doing this? And and, and Bruce Willis is like, because there's nobody else to do it. Right. That's why I'm doing it. If there was somebody else, I would let them do it. But nobody else is doing it. So I got to do it. And that's kind of that's kind of where where I, you know, take my, my drive from. Something as, as, as real and as primal as you taking time out of your life that you'll never see again to give it to another human being so they can benefit from the interaction or grow or learn something. I mean, that speaks so much about that individual that they never ask for anything back. They never say, Hey, I'll teach you how to fish so you can live for the rest of your life. However, in return, I expect you to do X, Y, Z for me. You know, they're just showing up, they put in the time, and then that individual usually will leave off better than they came or they were when they were found. And they usually have that moment of, oh my gosh, I don't know how to repay you. I feel like thank you isn't enough. 
But for the person that did it for nothing, they never even needed to hear thank you. They were doing it out of the kindness of their heart, out of a place of love for a complete stranger to say, hey, I may have knowledge that you don't yet. So let me share what I know so you can be better. And I, I mean, I think that's powerful. I truly believe that you can't you can't effectively lead somebody with that and not love them. Yeah. You know what I mean? You you can't, right? And and you know, we 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 use the word, I feel like we use the word leadership too loosely. You know, we, we people get put in certain positions of authority, you know, on, on in jobs in the military, right, or on, on politics. And they're replaced in certain positions, and because they're in those positions, they they call themselves leaders, right? But a leader is someone who who was there to take care and love for their people. And anybody there for any other motive, right? I don't believe is leadership. It's, it's more like extortion, right? It's, it's like extortion. You're 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 using their performance to for you to get right to for you to get ahead. When a true leader, right, uses right sacrifices so that they can get ahead, right, or, or the team can get ahead. You know, and if you know, if I if I if I move up as a result, then, then so be it. If I don't, so be it as well, right? But together, right, the goal is to take care and lead lead the people. So I don't think I don't think you can effectively do it without without a certain level of of love, because uh, you know there's a lot of sacrifice that comes with being a leader. That's a powerful viewpoint, my friend. Yeah, this is dope. Yeah, we have to do we have to do this more often. Yeah, man, no doubt. So again, I appreciate you making the time to hang out, get this conversation rolling. And I'm actually glad that it accidentally turned into something that is going to be an episode on the next uh, Prepare to Impact podcast platform. So everybody, thank you, my listener today for hanging out, bringing your chair, being comfy, enjoying your drink. Hopefully you got some nice brain nuggets out of this. Until the next time, be safe and I'll talk to you soon.